BRB Doing Disney explores a more mature side of Disney. We want to keep the magic alive for everyone for as long as possible. So before we dive into today's content, we want to make it clear that this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Our discussions often include adult themes, strong language, and a critical analysis of Disney's more complex elements, which could include peeking behind the magic curtain and may not be suitable for younger mouse ears. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Take two on episode one. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never know. How would they know? They're never going to know. They're absolutely going to know because I'm definitely putting it in there. This was the second <laughs> take. Is the... Welcome to BRB Doing Disney. We're your hosts, Shanira. I almost said Megan. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> take three. Take three. <laughs> Remember your own name. Did you guys ever watch High School Musical where they do the. Guys no, no. I know. Welcome to BRV Doing Disney. We're your hosts, Shanira, Cass, and Megan. And we are so excited to have you guys joining us in the magical chaos of today's episode. We're going to be talking a little bit about our background with Disney and what brought us here to where we wanted to start making a podcast together. So get cozy and let's dive into the magic. Yay. Awesome. I'll get started first. My name is Shanira. I am the blonde in BRB doing Disney, the blonde redhead and brunette doing Disney. I am 24 years old and I've been a Disney fanatic my whole life. I was a kid raised on Disney, Disney movies, films, Disney Channel, and I was very fortunate to be able to go to Disney World a lot as a child with my family, which I still love to continue the tradition today from going with my friends, solo trips, and those I love. I love to share the magic with everyone around me. I would say I have a few characters that I identify with closely. I think the top two, one would probably be Moana. I love her strong will and her entire story of just following her heart and trusting in herself and her intuition and knowing that it's not going to guide her wrong, even when everyone around her is telling her otherwise. Another character I would say I identify with and also just love very dearly is Figment. I am definitely a Figment girly. I've loved him ever since I was a child. I even, uh, this last trip, waited in line to ride Figment for about 35 minutes, which I don't think a lot of people, the line was out the door. That's commitment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was committed to get one last ride in and I had to say hello, so... He's very creative. I like to be creative as well and look at things a different way. And of course, he brings a lot of joy to a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Did you say what you did outside of work? And I just no. missed it. My ADHD is. It's okay. It's an episode it. two. Yeah. Oh. That's- <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> what is? <laughs> We're telling the future now. The future. You don't is have to Loki? say it. <laughs> Loki. Oh, my gosh. Um, outside of the Disney bubble, while I do let Disney, I love to let it consume most of my life and try and bring magic into every area of my life. Um, I do have a job. I work in corporate America and sales and logistics. That's what I do full time. Um, 
other than that, I've got a dog. He is half dox, half dachshund and half lab. I love him dearly. And we like to go on little hikes and he likes to play ball. So we do that a lot too. We love Bear. We do love Bear. He's and if you ever hear a dog barking in our podcast, at it's some Bear. point, it's yeah. him. Yeah. Our official, unofficial mascot. Mascot. All right. So I am Cass and I am the redhead of the BRB um, equation. And I am a massage therapist when I am not at Disney. And I, I've kind of been a Disney kid, a Disney person my entire life. I was kind of raised on Disney. Um, that whole joke of Robin Williams being my babysitter when I was a kid, kind of true. Um, grew up on those like the golden age kind of classic princess movies. The Little Mermaid in 1989 was my first movie in the theaters. I was um, two. So you guys can do the math on how old I am now. My family went to the parks when I was younger a couple of times. And for me, I didn't realize until much later that um, just going one time to Disney is kind of a like once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of families. And as I've become a Disney adult and started talking to people more and when I say, "Oh, I went to Disney, Disney World as a kid a couple of times," people were like, "Oh, you had money?" and that just wasn't the case. We didn't have money. We we kind of danced the poverty line growing up. But that was what my family decided to spend their money on. We never went without. My grandfather was in the military, so we stayed at Shades of Green and got discounts and things like that. And we drove down. We lived in Pennsylvania and we would drive down the East Coast to get to Florida. So we didn't fly. We didn't spend money on that. And I just grew up with that magic. And every time I go back to Disney, it's kind of like a little band-aid for what's going on. It doesn't get rid of the craziness that's going on in my life, but I feel like it helps heal the craziness that was my childhood and kind of brings me back to times when things weren't as bad for my family, for me, for just kind of in general. Um, That's just kind of why I am still so enamored with Disney. And um, my favorite or the character that I most identify with is is I w- it used to be Elsa still kind of is in terms of what she represents in her her arc but after the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy it's definitely got to be Rocket little trash panda who's off the wall I'm a raccoon he's a raccoon which will be funny cuz that'll go in blooper reels <laughs> there was a little part in our in when I was editing the first take of all of this that I said rocket and Shanir in the tiniest little sing-song voice goes raccoon and it was just like I was just trying to get it so it like fit in there but I couldn't get the volume right it was hilarious so but that's me that's who I am outside of the Disney bubble and why I like 
is me. What do you do for work? She said that. Oh, I did. I was like, I, nice try. <laughs> She's like, me. <laughs> I'm Megan. I'm the brunette, the second B of BRB. Um, sometimes, typically, my hair is artificially aerial red, but that's fine. Um, I, when I'm not at Disney, I'm a nail tech full time. Um, as well as a dance fitness instructor. And um, I am right there with these girls. I grew up going to Disney. However, um, I grew up in Oregon, so West Coast, went to Disneyland um, a few times as a kid. One day, one park, park open, park close, go crazy. Um, but I love it. And and that's, you know, it it holds a special place in my heart. I haven't been back in several years, but I do love Disneyland. Um, I think the character I most identify with from Disney is probably Stitch. Um, weird little alien who has found his lost family and where he belongs. Um, so yeah, that's me. I think we're moving on now. Shanira. <laughs> yes. Who is your favorite Disney princess? My favorite Disney princess? It's a great question. Um, I think it's a toss-up between Moana and Elsa, I'll say. Um, I, I identify closely with both of them, and I love them both. Oh, I love Rapunzel so much, too. It's so hard <laughs> to decide. I'm going to go, but, you know... I have to go with the classic, though. Okay. Let's change let's... the question. Favorite Disney princess movie. movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put that in there the first time. All right. Let's. So Frozen and Moana are definitely up there. I think right now it, it probably depends on my mood. I'm going to go with Frozen. Um, I also really liked Frozen, too. I'm really excited for Frozen 3 to come out. Um, I thought at the time it was too hyped up. And now that. I think it's settled and I can appreciate the beauty of the movie and the story behind it. I, and I love Adina Menzel, of course. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful movie and I love it. What about you, Megan? Uh, my favorite Disney princess movie is Beauty and the Beast. If we're going with classics, obviously. Um, and if we're going with new princesses, then it's definitely Tangled. I was really apprehensive about Tangled when it came out because it was that kind of that we were getting into the computer animated stuff that wasn't Pixar. It was, I think, Disney's first fully computer animated movie that wasn't from the Pixar studio. And I was like, I don't know how to handle this. And we went to see it in the movie theater and I was like, oh, okay. Disney's back. Like, I think we had gone through some weird stuff up into they were kind of getting away from the um, princess movies, I think, at the time. I think there was some flat going on. But, yeah, it's it's really good. Tangled is so fun. Yeah. And I like. I've loved Mandy more since I walked to remember, mm -hmm. too. So there's right. that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I think there's, I don't know, there's something to be said about that. Like, spunky, her 
I don't know her. her P.S. Art. I had that haircut. Oh, the little spiky <laughs> the, like, brown flippy. at the end. <laughs> it's funny. Pass What's your favorite Disney princess movie? Immediately, I want to say The Little Mermaid, the 1988, uh, 1989 version, just because it does have so much nostalgia to it for me. And I think top of the top, it would probably be that. However, I really, really, really like Frozen and Frozen 2. Um, I agree. It was it was beautifully rendered. and. Frozen definitely had a lot of hype, and I still kind of, there's a part of me that my uh, old scene emo punk kid in me is like, it's so mainstream, don't like the mainstream. If you like the mainstream, you're, you're a poser. Um, Talk once, hit it once. Yeah, but going back and rewatching it, and yeah, the... It's just pretty, and the themes are great, and the fact that we don't have a prince in either of them, there's no real love interest, um, kind of is awesome. Yeah, But Hans is dreamy, Elsa. haven't you seen the sing-along? Hans. He's holding me in the palm of his Hans. <laughs> have you guys seen the previews of Arendelle in Hong Kong? Mm-hmm. So oh, with cool. the yeah. actual animatronic faces instead of the janky yeah and the land too like they've got the bobsled i was about to say i can't wait to ride wandering oaken's sleighs it looks so fun yeah Yeah. we will definitely be bounding the day that we make it there frozen but tbd on it yeah i get to be uh (laughs) kristoff i'm so excited (laughs) Oh, that's right. Because we decided Jason was going to be Sven. <laughs> and who's I mean, the reindeer? Technically, we won't have an Olaf, though. Eh. We'll just get a we can lounge. get a stuffed one. Yeah. Oh, or that. Oh, I have a. I have a um a Olaf squish. Oh, oh, oh there yeah. You go. There you go. That's perfect. Okay, Olaf done. So then, moving on. What is your favorite non-princess movie? And this can kind of be from any IP. Um, I kind of just was wanting something that wasn't, that was across the board. And I feel like this is the easiest way to do that versus saying, this is your favorite everything. So top of the top, immediately non-princess favorite. I have a few that are up there. I think the golden age of Disney movies has a lot of them. Um, one of my favorites is Tarzan because obviously Phil Collins is his music is beautiful, but I also just love the movie. Um, it's another one of those that's super nostalgic. I grew up watching um, as well as Lion King. Obvi- it's a classic. You can't beat it. Um, I've also been able to see it live a few times when it's come to the Fox in St. Louis, and it's one of the most incredible shows to see live. It's pretty immersive and absolutely beautiful i saw it for the first time this this year last year last year last year Mm -hmm. they've seen it a couple of times jason and meg and um i never got the opportunity and so we sat like front row front row mezzanine and so it was very much like 
seeing the animals come oh, down yeah, the that's, aisle. Oh, that's so cool. So it was very much it's good. It's moving smell. too. Like it's so emotional, the music. Oh, yeah. Like oh, catch I cry. me crying he, every he time. Every Broadway you. show. Yeah, oh, no matter <laughs> yeah. what. Because oh. people are just we talented and amazing. Everything. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, literally just everything. Just everything. everything. <laughs> yep. Just a big cry baby. Truth. Um, but no, it was very much there. Have you seen that meme that was like people watching Disney Broadway shows and it's like like guy who was brought here by his girlfriend, the yes. Disney loving girlfriend, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it was like Disney adults and just sobbing. Yep, yep. that's exactly me. that's accurate. So is it me or Megan? I mean, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Non princess movie. Um, I have two for very sentimental and loving reasons. Obviously, Lilo and Stitch. However. Like we just said, I cry at everything. I cry at that movie every freaking time I watch it because he's lost and I just sob like a baby. So I don't really like to watch it when I don't want to cry, which is almost always. Um, doesn't mean I won't cry, but you know. Um, so my favorite movie to just like put on and watch is The Emperor's New Groove. 100%. I quote that movie constantly. It's a little ridiculous. He's my put your hands in the air. Put your hands in the air. Uh, I love it. It's my favorite. Also, I hate listening to the sound of my own voice. Fun fact. And so I am always, is that my voice? Mm, <laughs> my voice. And yet here we are. We started a podcast. <laughs> exactly. We literally have to listen to each other, our voices all the time. So. <laughs> oh, the irony. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, Non-princess movie. I feel like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Going back to Rocket. Just kind of. Identifying with You want to talk about crying. Oh, oh I gosh. started crying the, like, the title card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they haven't the even gotten into that movie, and I was well, like... It, it really gets you from the beginning. Oh, like, yeah. It's one of those. It doesn't help that all of us saw it together, too, and <laughs> oh. all of us are sitting there bawling up, in the theater. Literally the day we got back from a Disney trip. I still yeah, had we my were makeup exhausted. on from we were, the park <laughs> that day. <laughs> we were exhausted, and we were dumbasses, and we're like, let's go to the movies. Yeah, this particular emotional. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a video on my TikTok of me before and after. Um, it is not pretty. So, yeah. Favorite non, non-princess Disney movie. And so the next one is going to be our favorite song. This is another one that's so hard. They're all hard. They're difficult. Oh, they're so I'm good. I mean, maybe I'm just, just bad one. at making decisions. Never. Like, you can't ask any of us to pick just one. It's no. not possible. Yeah. One of those things that depends on the mood, mm-hmm. depends on the time of day. But depends on if you want to cry or not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with one of my favorite songs that no matter what always puts me in a good mood it always makes me want to dance and that's friend like me aladdin is one of my favorite movies as well um there's also many different versions of friend like me and i definitely like the broadway version the best it's very sentimental to me just aladdin in general but also i grew up ice skating and i skated to aladdin several times so it's super fun brings back some good memories and also just makes you want to get up and dance with your friends I agree. I like it. I like it. I think my favorite Disney song is You Are the Magic from Enchantment. It is and forever will be my favorite fireworks show. 
Come at me. I know. Um, but it's the show that we saw after we got engaged and it's the show that really resonates with me and I absolutely love that song and constantly try to remember that in a world that's full of shitty things, I'm the magic. Yeah. And so are you. Everybody. Cass? Um, yeah. It's definitely a toss-up when you go and think back to all of the songs that Disney has put out because they're all so awesome. Um, I think Top of the Top is, for me, is Show Yourself from Frozen 2. Um, it, that is such an emotional song. Literally every time. This is the second time I've done this, and I'm already like... <laughs> <laughs> it literally makes me cry every time. The lyrics, the way Adina sings, and just the emotion behind that. Like, there's something about that particular song in that particular character arc that as soon as I heard it, I was like, yep, that's for me. She's singing for me. Every time it comes in, like, I'm just like, okay, here we go. Waterworks. Um, I truly feel like Into the Unknown was super, super overhyped and Show Yourself should have been the big song from that from that movie. Just that's just it is what it is. Got tired of Into the Unknown when Show Yourself exists. Cass will die on that hill. I'm going to die. On, <laughs> I, will die I will die on that hill. Speaking of dying on a hill, <laughs> this is a great segue. What's your favorite Have Star Wars ground. movie? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, I had to slip that one in there for you, Shan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, oh, this is, you know, I, um, oh, I the have a different question is, what is your favorite Star Wars movie episode character? So. Uh, so I'm going to answer each of those individually. Uh, my favorite Star Wars movie, hot take, I would say it's a very hot take, is Revenge of the Sith. Um, I know, you know, it's not written the best. We know that. Um, but for what they were given to work with, like, I just, I love it. I think it adds to, I think it's also because, you know, that came out closer to the time that, like, I was growing up. So I was raised with those more than the classics, which are still, you know, super sentimental to me. Um, I also just am a big Anakin stan, so, and Padme. I love them both. Um, but my favorite episode is Ahsoka, episode five of season one. I will not spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it. Highly recommend that you watch Ahsoka if you haven't. And I also recommend watching Clone Wars and Rebels before that. I know not everyone has the time, but it's worth it. Um, episode five was, it took so much that you got from the animated series and started bringing it to life and a lot of characters that haven't been brought to live action yet, which was awesome. And it also makes you put into perspective, like when it, when it comes to the Clone Wars, just how young Anakin and Ahsoka were in the Clone Wars, like they were literally children fighting an intergalactic war. Talk about trauma. Um, so, you know, 
cut Anakin some slack. He brought balance to the force. <laughs> uh, as far as my favorite character goes, it's I have so many that I hold so dear to my heart, but kind of along the same path. I think I'm going to go with Ahsoka, especially after the series. I think they did it really well in portraying her from when she was a child to where she is now as an adult. She's like really is like the light, like when you see her in Ahsoka the White towards the end of the first season. Um, it really shows like everything that she's been through and how she continues to just take the highest path that she can and do what's best for everyone and those around her. And she's someone that her entire life has been, you know, shoved down and put in some shitty situations and just continues to get back up and do what she's got to do to keep going. So I love her very much. I'm probably the least Star Wars fan here. <laughs> we were like ranking who's the biggest Star Wars fan. Mine, I'm the third. Um, not that I don't like them. I just did not really grow up with them. And so it's kind of been something that I've started to get into as an adult. Um, so I think my favorite is probably just the original like classic trilogy. Because um, those are the first ones that I saw. And they just... It's kind of what obviously like kickstarted the like, oh, I actually do enjoy this. Kind of really the first sci-fi even that I watched because we were not like any sort of science fiction family. Um, so yeah, that's that's my favorite. Um, I don't think I have a favorite specific episode. I really loved The Mandalorian though, as far as like a series goes from the new universe. Um I think that one has been my favorite of all of them to watch. And I think part of the reason that that is true is because I have not seen Clone Wars <laughs> or mm, Rebels. Yeah. That's bonus <laughs> that content. That makes a difference. That's yeah. bonus content. That's coming. Um, and I think my favorite character is a toss-up between two very lovable, very furry characters. And they are very, very different in size. So either the Ewoks or Chewbacca. And... <laughs> <laughs> the Ewoks are just so like cute and cuddly and I just want to snuggle them. And I think Chewbacca is my favorite because I love seeing him like in the parks because he's just like so large and magnificent. And I've seen some amazing interactions with him and small children. And like, it's just so fun. And that's really where, you know, cast members are the magic and they bring those things that we saw on screen to life right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, who doesn't love Wookiee hugs too? yeah for real though like, literally like, I'd sooner kiss a Wookiee <laughs> <laughs> like not gonna be mad about that um, yeah so that's my <laughs> that's my Star Wars Star Wars fandom I also self. didn't uh, I didn't grow up with Star Wars too much like I had seen the movies and everything and it's funny because you say like sci-fi like my me and my mom were so into sci-fi movies and series growing up but Star Wars was one that my parents weren't super into okay. so I really didn't get into it too much until like I was older and started exploring things on my own and then went down my own neurodivergent obsessions mm. and here I am Were was your family like Trekkies or oh yeah okay. oh like not Stargate my that too, Stargate okay. too, but like <laughs> Star Trek to the point where we went with my mom and my grandma to meet, oh, they're going to be so upset when I don't know his name, 
but they did a Star Trek exhibition at um, the Science Center. Uh huh. And one of the people from Star Trek was there, and we like got a picture with them. Do what you know character? Who, what character it was? Oh, she's okay. <laughs> I couldn't tell you any of their names. I'm, Start I'm, naming yeah. off. Yeah. What I know. Was he a big name? Like, was he a big? He's character? like one of the main characters. Was it Jonathan Frakes? <laughs> I do. <laughs> she's like, I don't know. He, yeah. He, I don't know. We're just going to start showing through. her pictures. Right? <laughs> I Who couldn't even it? tell you. I'm so bad. I have the worst memory. <laughs> I know the picture's out there somewhere. So I know That's my mom know. It's William Shatner. Hot oh, take. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. No, Absolutely. It is William Shatner. That <laughs> William Shatner. Rings a bell. <gasps> that, okay. one, that one. Makes me feel better. Brain is not fried. <laughs> completely. <laughs> Cass, what about you? Um, Favorite Star Wars movie? I don't know if I'm going to get shit for this or not. Um, I don't know how people feel Who about cares? it. But I don't really care. Favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. Um, uh, it was... I just love how it's very compact for a one-shot. It ties the prequels and the... Um, the original trilogy together uh it just um i don't know there's something about it and i went to see it in the movie theaters and i i was a pretty big star wars nerd at the time in terms of lore and things like that uh i was cosplaying at the time and i had a whole OC character that was based on that we had whole backstories for and our little Star Wars group went to to see Rogue One and I was like man this is a great movie I was digging it da 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 and we get it to the very like the pinnacle of what's happening and spoiler alert you haven't seen it, but also it's been like 10 years. So maybe if you're a Star Wars fan, maybe you should have seen it. But anyway, um, when everybody starts, like when they go onto the beach and everybody kind of starts dying, very pointedly starts dying. Like there's no question about whether or not these characters are going to survive this and come back again because they aren't. I was like, man, they're just going to kill everybody off, aren't they? And my friend who was looking next to me or sitting next to me looked at me with these wide eyes. And in that moment, I was like, oh, shit, everyone's going to die because everyone died to get what they're. I was, I was like, just take my nerd card. Just take it away from me. And. I was very, um, who is it? William Shatner. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> she wasn't I kidding. I still don't know who he is, but. How do you not know who William Shatner is? Shat- I know who he is. We just watched Miss Congeniality. <laughs> I'm so bad with actors and actresses. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> it's, my brain only stores, like, the relevant, important information. God, I wish like, my brain worked that way. <laughs> this is also I saw him in that one show. Darth Vader. It's so cute. I saw uh-huh. him in that one show 15 years ago. 
And now he's in this movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. Back to Cassie's story about yeah, Rogue One. So Rogue One, favorite movie, favorite episode. I have to go with, I have to go with season one, episode five of Ahsoka. It, the cinematography alone in that episode. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so, 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 so good. Especially, especially you don't have to know mm-hmm. Rebels to get the imagery that they put mm-hmm. in, which I really, really love because yeah. as somebody who in the periphery knows what Rebels was about, I just haven't watched it. So I don't have the connection to some of the characters. The fact that it was such a very like Ahsoka and Anakin centered, mm-hmm. you got their dynamic. Yeah, it starts bridging and the gap, like between Ariana Greenblatt. She played young Ahsoka, and I just saw an, uh, a very short interview with her talking about her acting in that in that episode and her acting as young Ahsoka in that episode and try not to be like spoilery or anything like that for people who haven't seen it go watch it it's amazing that was such i noticed that immediately too and i was like oh and she's such a talented actress i hope that they do more with her with young ahsoka oh i hope so i want a whole clone wars live action series (laughs) i am manifesting it every night I I really I would even if it's not a series scene, yeah. I would even if they did a movie, a movie like a live act that would yeah. be oh, if they did it well it would be so good and it would also like bridge that gap for people because Clone Wars the series it's a commitment like it's long it's a lot of seasons um and the there's super important episodes that are scattered among like a lot that are just like side quests basically well and a lot of that's because it was made technically for kids yeah and they geared it towards kids it wasn't like the live action that we're seeing now which is very clearly geared towards adults and people who grew up and so i could see people who are older wanting to have that content and wanting to have that story and being very bored with the childlike quality that could be behind it and when you've got what 20 episodes per season 30 episodes 30 minutes an episode even it gets long and tedious especially when you don't know what episodes are super important and what aren't so but we will dive into that i do recommend if anyone ever has the time look up the last season of clone wars um you can look up the which episodes are significant there like leading up to and the execution of order 66 and that really gives like a good preface for like Ahsoka and for everything else as well. Um, I've watched the uh, last few episodes of Clone Wars. They happen concurrently with Revenge of the Sith as um, Order 66 is happening and to see like Ahsoka and Rex while that's happening and bringing those together. It literally, when you're switching back and forth between them because you've got like the early, early 2000s um, special effects and Revenge of the Sith, and then you've got like late 2000s animation. They're oddly similar. <laughs> so my, like, I started questioning my reality to where I'm like, wait, is this the, is what this am I watching? the animated or the series right now? Like I, but it's so good together. For more Star Wars content, 
join our Patreon. We will be eventually going into some pretty deep dives on that, watching the movies again. I'm trying to decide if we should watch them in chronological order, release order, or machete order, which is my personal favorite, and throwing in all of the seasons and um, episodes from all of the expanded universe and things like that. We'll get into that, but we'll start that. So if you want to see more, if you want to see us go on crazy rants about Star Wars, that's where you will find that. Um, and then I think character, did I, did I actually name a favorite character last time? I don't think I did. I know we said Princess Leia kind of at the end, but I feel like I don't really, I hold Space Mom to a completely different level. Like, how do you not love Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia? I don't know. (laughs) Daddy Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, All right, we're going to do this the way that we always do this. I'm going to hand you $5,000. You have Five seconds to answer the question: Who is your favorite Star Wars character? I only get five thousand. I know four, that Shanira got a three, million dollars. That's not true. I'm pretty sure I'll have to go back to the listen to the <laughs> recording. I'm pretty sure you said she still is not picking. <laughs> you gotta raise the price. Apparently, I got it. <laughs> I think honestly, it'll split between Anakin and Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I think they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I'm being quite honest. Did you watch the series? Did you guys watch the series? Obi-Wan? Yes. I just saw an edit on TikTok. Did I send it to you? I watched it last night. I was sobbing. I say if so, I haven't seen it. I haven't been on TikTok today. Okay. (laughs) If not, I saved it and we'll definitely send it to you because. (laughs) Okay. So that's that. And we are going to move on to Marvel movies. Shifting cinematic universes. Um, I've got a few Marvel movies and shows, I guess, that I, I guess we could include shows that are up there. But my favorite would probably be the Guardians movies. My favorite one being the third one. Um, it is one that makes you cry, but also I love the plot and the storyline and how it ends. It's one of those uh, that, you know, we finished and we were like, okay, yeah, like Marvel's doing the thing. Like, excited to see what else comes from that um and yeah i feel i feel like we know the characters at this point like you are so closely connected to them also peter quill is from my hometown of st charles missouri fun fact and i think they're gonna make a spin-off star lord like series or movie i don't know that's just my prediction there's absolutely zero facts backing that besides the fact that at the end of the movie it says Star-Lord will return and not the Guardians of the Galaxy will Mm -hmm. return. Yeah. Well, and I think they're setting that up, too, for a lot of other cool things because the Marvel Marvel Universe from the comics and everything is so, so, so expansive. So maybe, maybe we'll see. The Marvel Universe is awesome, and I have been... I've been in that since Iron Man 1. Like, I've always been a Marvel girly, so um I was I was in it for a hot hot minute with Marvel and I feel like I can just hop right on that like I feel like out of all of them, honestly, probably Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Again, I just really really identify with Rocket and getting his story and them 
the way they dealt with trauma in that movie mm-hmm. and grief and found family and what happens when a member of your found family is going through things and you start discovering things about them and they're working through stuff and how that affects them as well as then how it affects you. It was just so amazingly done. I I have no notes. Just it is it's amazing. Only applause. Yes. And tears. And oh, tears. Many of, many so of so many tears. I think my favorite is the first Guardians of the Galaxy for the exact opposite reason of like it's where you are learning about these characters and what a bunch of a-holes. Kind of getting to know them. <laughs> and I love Drax. He is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how many times a day I <laughs> quote him from Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Um, I love that one so, so much. And the music is so good. Mm-hmm. And like the soundtrack was so good. I used to listen to that on repeat on my Zune. Mm-mm. Fact. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Okay. And yeah. I just, it's my fave. The music is so good. It's, it's one of the things that makes I Guardians Guardians. Wish that they would the put humor and the original yeah. soundtrack in the ride. I know. We'll, I know. We I know. We're not getting into this. That's a, that's that a whole is, other. That's thing. a whole other rant for a whole other day. Speaking of rides and Marvel rides, our next topic is favorite parks and attractions and must dos. And my favorite attraction is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. There's along lots of with themes. A lot we of all have other people in the universe. Because <laughs> it's the oh, best. Because it's the best. I will, I will die on that hill. That it is the greatest roller coaster attraction that exists ever. And it makes me very happy. And also, I feel like since it's opened, I've gotten like different songs at different points in my life that just like correlate to like what I'm going through or things like that. And it's super special. Last time we got Everybody Wants to Rule the World for the first time. Your and, first time. Yeah, for my first time. And I had been manifesting it like the whole trip. And I like started screaming. I was so happy. Like nothing beats that feeling when you're launching and like your favorite song comes on. Um, and then there's the opposite of you're launching and get conga again. And <laughs> you can't just... Damn it. Oh, I have a. I have a video from our last trip where we took Jason's mom and I didn't know she liked conga so much, but we, we have gotten every song except for Iran. And I keep going, okay, this is going to be it. And I keep going, I want Iran, 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 flock of seagulls, make it happen. Still haven't gotten it. And so we were like, I was like, no, it's going to happen. We're like, we're going to get it. And we had gotten Everybody Wants to Rule the World twice. Yes, because we had written it two other times before. Yep. (laughs) Or two days before. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, I would be okay with Everybody Wants to Rule the World again. Or I think kind of edging out some people's, and I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I really like one way or another. I haven't gotten it yet. I think that's the one that I haven't. I like that way more than September. and. You can come for me. I don't care. Um, I feel like September and really everybody wants to roll the world is awesome, but I feel like it's almost too slow for the for the ride. 
And that's the only reason why it edges it out. Um, and I don't have any notes on Iran because I have got, haven't gotten it yet. I do, however, highly, 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 highly recommend wearing earbuds, especially if you've been on it a, a couple of times. I can't hear the dialogue, so I don't really, I know that they're quipping and things like that. So the dialogue for me, the story, quote unquote, that's happening doesn't really matter to me. But I put, um, I put my earbuds in one trip and I listened to Dog Days of Summer. It was amazing. And so now I'm kind of on the hunt for like curated songs that fit within the ride. And I want to do some research because if you've been on the ride and you're not like, and you don't, you get a song that you don't like, if you can just cue up your earbuds to play a song that you really, really like. I highly, highly, highly recommend doing that. Um, so yeah, Ride Guardians, manifest the song you want or, you know, make it happen for yourself. Shanira, you never finished answering the whole question though. No, I did not. <laughs> um, well, my favorite park, it's, again, a difficult decision to make. But um, I used, it used to be Epcot. Epcot used to be my number one park. I will say since I've been diagnosed celiac, it's the main reason it doesn't fall number one anymore. Just because I can't enjoy like every single booth like I used to be able to. Don't get me wrong. Disney has amazing gluten-free options and a ton of them. It's the one place where I don't have to worry about like if I'm actually going to be able to find something to eat. But because I used to really enjoy the festival booths, it's probably a little bit lower on the ladder right now. Right now, I'm going to say Hollywood Studios is my favorite park um, for many reasons. We you know, like to dress up and go to Batu, and that is, you know, holds a special place in my heart. But it's also very nostalgic for me, and I love Sunset Boulevard and Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, my family and I once, when we were younger, when it was still MGM Studios uh, back out. in the day, uh, they used to do, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have when you would rope drop something we don't do nowadays. Mm, no, I don't know. I sleep too Can't much. Can't catch us there. Catch us not in the park until noon. Ever. Um, anyways, when I was younger, we rope dropped MGM and they would pull, like Mickey would come and pick out a family to be the family of the day. And you got to ride with Mickey in his little like Corvette limousine thing i don't know what you would call it his old like vintage car um through the park and you would be the first ones in the park opening it up and you got to choose one attraction to go on and be the first ones to ride of the day so we went down sunset boulevard and rode tower of terror and it was a super special moment and something that probably will never experience again i i don't think it's something that they do anymore because i haven't heard of it but again we're not the rope drop experts and we'll never claim to be. Yeah. So if you know the answer, DM Let us. us. Know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Please. Leave it in Maybe the we'll wake up for rope drop at some point. Yeah, if just to that's see the case. See if we can. Probably not, though. Probably. Honestly, not. I'd be pissed if we did that and then they didn't pick us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would too. Hey, <laughs> ruined. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> I will stay in the park so they kick my ass out, though. Mm -hmm. if that's two o'clock it's two o'clock so Cass, what's your favorite park um favorite park for nostalgia purposes magic kingdom 
for adult purposes, it's a toss-up between um, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Love Hollywood Studios because I do love going to Batuu and like having those interactions. And we have uh, lots of friends who make magic and Batuu. And so going and being able to see them or hang out with them um, is really awesome. And kind of getting that those interactions. I like Epcot because of the the festivals. I love that those vibes and getting to drink around the world is always awesome. So for like adult vibes, adult days, I think that also tends to be our most casual days, most comfy days, also the days we spend the most money. <laughs> True. Because we're always eating. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of falls setting Magic Kingdom aside on its pedestal and not really including it. Because if I had a choice, if somebody said, you can only go to one Disney park, it'd be Magic Kingdom. If you have one day, it'd be Magic Kingdom. Um, but I think it's Hollywood Studios and then just slightly under that is Epcot. For my favorite park. And your favorite attraction? Um, my favorite, I think favorite attraction and must do are two separate things. At least I'm separating them. So I think my favorite attraction is going to be between Guardians and Rise of the Resistance. Just because they're both done so well. When I went on Rise for the first time and we got to see that, I was like, oh, this is oh yeah, this nothing is the beats best your first time. Thing, this is the best thing Disney has ever done. And I think that still kind of stands, even mm-hmm. with it running in B mode all the time because they haven't fixed the cannons um, and it breaking down a lot. I still think it is a marvel what they did with that ride. And every time I go on it, I feel like I'm at the very least on a movie set. It feels like those things were in the movies that, and that's what it feels like. I feel like I'm in the story. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. I do still like yell when when we get uh, a mode, um, Kylo Ren, and he's like actually standing there. He's not on the screen. So yeah, so that's my favorite attraction. Did she do a must do? I don't know. Did you do a must-do that so. wasn't? <laughs> I don't even know what my must-do is. Um, there's so many things that like hold a special place in my heart. With that being said. Are you crying? <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, <laughs> she's just thinking really hard. Both. Really crying at the thought of thinking hard no. as well. No. Um, Anyone smell toast? First there was cake. Now there's toast. This planet is making me so hungry. Um, can we come back to me? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Cass, I'm just gonna answer all three at once. Yeah, I was so gonna say. I'm just waiting do. to. Or you could catch up and do your favorite park and attraction now while she's thinking. I mean, that's come true. Back to must do's. My favorite park is Magic Kingdom. Um, for that exact nostalgia reason of I grew up going to Disneyland. It's the closest to that. Um, it's where so many of my like biggest moments in my adult life have happened. Um, and I just, it's so magical. It's another world. I cry as soon as I walk through that main gate the first time that we go every trip. 
and I pretty much cry every time I have to walk out of that main gate the last time yeah. that we go yeah. <laughs> every trip. Every. Um, it feels like leaving home. So I think Magic Kingdom is my favorite. And my favorite attraction is the Tiki Room because it, again, gives me those nostalgia vibes sitting there seeing things that Walt Disney himself worked on and um, something that, while it has changed, always ends up going back to the original. Um, Iago was awful. So glad they got rid of him. <laughs> He's a terrible host. Um, and the fact that it has stayed, and I truly hope that it does stay because – there's so much of the park that changes, and I know that that's the dream and that things are always changing, but there's – we got to take a look at where we came from to know where we're going, and I think for me, the Tiki Room is is that thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they can – they could probably keep that. I feel like it's pretty – I mean, it's, it's cheesy timeless, and it's I, old but and honestly, it's, it's like the animatronics are loud and I know there's a million reasons why people don't like it. Um, I talked to somebody today who was terrified of birds. So like, <laughs> yeah, please maybe don't, don't go in there if you yeah. are afraid of birds. Right. Um, <laughs> That's like going to the country of Jamboree if you're, if you're afraid. afraid of bears. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it has and always will hold a very special place in my heart. And um, so, yeah. All right. Looping back to must-dos. Any uh, Disney trip doesn't feel complete if you don't do this. Yes. I, uh, I've thought about this one long and hard now. <laughs> <laughs> For all of the, like, two minutes has, that we... Yeah, two minutes. And um, I think my must-do is going to be, and I don't know how exactly you categorize it, but live entertainment in the form of, like, spontaneous shows. Like, when... Like Dapper Dan's, for example. Like if you're walking on Main Street and you're passing the Dapper Dan's, you have to stop and watch them. Like you don't, pa you can't pass them up. Um, but also like if you're at Epcot and you see the Jammeters performing and things like that, I think are just like special moments that really add to the magic, especially when they're like more spontaneous. They're not really planned. Um, that's one of the things I enjoy the most. And I also think that's one of the things Disneyland does have on Disney World. Um, we could probably do a whole <laughs> episode on that at some point, comparing them. Um, but I think the live entertainment at land is a lot better than world personally, but it makes sense. You're closer to like Hollywood and have a lot of aspiring actors, dancers and actresses. So, yeah, I would really wish they would bring things like magic happens. <sighs> oh, Roger. Oh, you cowards. <laughs> Disney, you cowards. Give us magic happens. Magic happens. Or else. Festival of Fantasy Parade <laughs> has had its moment. Yeah, it needs to we go. We love her. But it needs to go. It doesn't even have to be the same magic happens. Or it could be. I mean, it's Give Dottie, so let's something. get it. Yeah, right? Bring us something different. It's time. It's time. Um... My must-do, probably split between Tower of Terror and Haunted Mansion. Um, and I can't, I can't pick. I can't pick. And I refuse to pick. I love them both for different reasons. And for the same reason uh, that I am at my very core 
just a spooky bitch. I that is kind of my that's that's who I am. I that those rides kind of speak to that part of me and it combines the magic of Disney and spooky and seeing the number 13 like as a wait time and knowing that means that it's just a walk on there's something special about that and i feel like both of them are like imagineering wonders honestly and hold up to this day so i think my must do is always photo pass photos um that's a good one we I have the memory maker on my an- my annual pass. Um, I love all the magic shots and the different things you can do. Um, but we also have made a lot of friends um, who are photo pass photographers. You know, we go see Eric every time. We go see Shelby. We go see TJ. We go see, <laughs> you know, like we have a whole list. Bree and – Say, TJ, and- if you somehow listen to this or somebody who knows TJ who is at the – Mickey's Not So Scary and he's a pirate – Reach out to us. Send him we our way, please. please. We can't find you. We want to be friends. We miss you. So if you know TJ, who's a photo pass photographer in Magic Kingdom. And he's a pirate. And he's a pirate. He's a pirate. Please, please, please send him our way. And there's just something about seeing those those people who care about Disney mm-hmm. um, and who want to make sure that you have those memories from your trip um, because your mind will fail you eventually. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for me, I will always look back on those photos mm-hmm. with love and the balloons are my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always the balloons. I love the magic balloon, the magic shot balloons. Um, so yeah, that's like, I don't know if I have ever walked into a park and not taken one photo pass photo. <laughs> we did when we went during the hurricane in that t-shirts. That is true. We did <laughs> we not. We did film a TikTok, but we did not do a photo pass. But it was raining, so they weren't. And out, we came back. And we came back. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We did. We did. There I hasn't we been tried, a day, but I there think hasn't we, been a whole day. I think we tried, no. and then we ended up not doing it because everyone was undercover because of the rain. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my like must do. Um, Shanir, what's your favorite snack? Ooh, good question. In the park um, specifically, not just like in life uh, in general. In life, well, seven brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. Um, there are so many snacks at Disney that I love because there are a lot of things that I'm not able to get elsewhere, being celiac and being gluten-free that I am able to get in the parks or at least able to get easier. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with a a drink like a a coffee and a snack. So I love a good uh cold brew black calf from Galaxy's Edge. You got to get it spiked even if it's 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Yep. Um it's yeah, even non-spiked. It's just a good coffee and they did recently they ran out of um cocoa puffs and started putting cocoa pebbles in it, which I can eat because I can't have gluten. But they went back to the puffs. Unfortunately, it was just an inventory issue. I feel but like they should offer that. They should. They I should wonder, just. Keep I wonder them. if they do. I've never asked. I, I mean, they clearly had yeah. them. So, I mean, anyways, we'll that. ask next time. Mm. We'll see. Um, but my favorite, like, food, food at Disney would be Mickey waffles. You can't be a nice gluten-free Mickey waffles, specifically for me, with chocolate chips on top. They are delicious and 
I if I go a trip without Mickey waffles, I feel like I missed out on something. Feel that? I feel that. Megan, what's your favorite snack? The I Lava You float from Sunshine Tree Terrace. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows this. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what that is, it is orange Dole Whip with strawberry Fanta and a passion fruit um, like drizzle topped with Pop Rocks. It's so good. It's literally my favorite. Um, I get it every time. Literally, a trip is not complete without it. Don't get any substitutions. It is not the same. But also, you do, before you found the lava float, the, just a traditional dollop. Yeah, classic dollop has always been one of my favorites. Um, nice. And I will still get that once in a while, or we'll share one of those once in a while. But I always have to get my lava float. There are some mm-hmm. fun photos because <laughs> I always take a picture with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. That's part of snacking yeah, at Disney. absolutely. Camera's got to eat first. Always. <laughs> I probably have the least I really don't have a favorite snack and that's not because I have like love them or all of them the same it's I really haven't found not really my favorite or something that I feel like I can't do without I do enjoy a churro I wish that we had the flavored churros that the specialty churros that Disneyland has feel like that would kind of push me even more in that direction just being able to try those and some of them look so good um but I don't know I don't think I have like a favorite favorite but I think churro would kind of be at the top kind of as a placeholder until maybe I find some some I do like the egg rolls a lot not even Gideon's don't really consider Gideon's really Disney because it's not it's in Disney Springs but it's not really Disney I, mean, I can't it's not get in the park I can't get it in a park in the park so I mean I do go to Gideon's quite often shout out they have amazing cookies they are not gluten-friendly for those of you who are wondering but they are amazing the vibes in there are immaculate we love them I just don't know if I necessarily consider them like a Disney snack. It's a Disney thing that I do. Disney adjacent. We'll put it that way. So, but yes, I think I do love me a um, black calf cold brew. So spiked at any time of the day. You can't start a day at Hollywood Studios without mm-hmm. one. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the last topic of the evening. What is your favorite Disney conspiracy or urban legend or um, basically myth, even something in those in that? We cannot confirm or deny any of these. (laughs) Right. But let's get spooky. Yes. Um, My favorite personally is um, obviously there's the theory that Walt Disney is frozen. But my favorite part about that theory specifically is that the theory is that Disney created the Frozen franchise because now if you Google Walt Disney Frozen, you just obviously you get a bunch of stuff about the movie and the upcoming movies. Whereas before it was released, if you Googled Walt Disney Frozen, 
you would get a lot of news articles and speculation about Walt Disney's frozen body, which is frozen head. Yes. Um, I think it's super interesting. I don't know if he's really frozen or not, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me personally. I think it'd be kind of cool. They did. I saw a weird uh, on YouTube. Yeah. You saw that video (gasps) that was like, it was thawing Walt Disney. I think it it wasn't like made by Disney, was it? It was like something that someone made. Yeah. It's like a software company in like South Africa or something. Yeah. It was definitely like AI. AI. It was an AI AI ads. I can't. It was weird. It was real weird. Um, I'll send it to you because. This lady goes on and she's like, I have seen this now like once or twice and it just kind of pops up randomly and it's weird. And she plays the whole YouTube video. It was bizarre. And I'm like, that's an interesting way to go with that. It was very uncanny. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's very, it's very strange. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, I would, if you want to see that, um, I think if you just search on TikTok, Disney unfrozen YouTube commercial, you'll probably you'll probably yeah, find I'm, it. I'm sure. So. I think my favorite conspiracy theory slash <laughs> rumor, I guess, would be um, is. It used to be the dome, like the weather dome. <laughs> yes. And that like Disney can control the weather. Um, but then I was listening and heard another theory that um, the castle can be either disassembled or drops into the earth when there is a hurricane coming. <laughs> disassembled. That is why um, the castle is still standing. And it just <laughs> makes me laugh that people think that. I don't know if there's a however many foot hole underneath That's the castle. Wild. Like, no, there's Utilidors down the there, y'all. The mechanics that that would but require. Like, right? Or <laughs> that, like, it's just a giant Lego? Like, yeah. oh, do yeah, you think there's a castle? Like, it is hurricane proof, but it's I just not, think that yeah. that's hilarious that people think that that can happen. And, and along I that vein, that. I always just have to laugh going back to we were standing at – the Liberty Square Bridge, and this is one of my favorite stories. We're standing at the Liberty Liberty Square Bridge, waiting for the three o'clock parade to start. What time is the three o'clock parade? Literally at like three o two, this lady is like, "Where is the parade? It was supposed to start at three o'clock." <laughs> and Cass so very sweetly and nicely was like, "Well, it starts all the way down there, back in Frontierland. It's gotta get here. It doesn't just like." Pop up from the ground. <laughs> like, apparently the castle does. I don't know. I don't know if she just expected that there was, like, one long-ass parade that was just, like, you only get to see one float or the entire parade just, like, apparates in front of you. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what she was thinking. <laughs> I saw a theory the other day that um that someone was debunking on TikTok that said Disney... Um, <laughs> certain things get too crowded or like lines get too long they'll send out a parade to divert the crowds (laughs) and someone was like what do they think they just have like all these characters just sitting in a room like waiting around for them to say go (laughs) (laughs) that's why there's not parades on busy days don't you know exactly (laughs) well that's weird because like you say that like the um you know the castle can be disassembled to that vein i saw uh, I saw another TikTok, and it may have been the dapper Danielle who did it. She said that, or maybe not, maybe it was a different content creator, but they were talking about how this guest came up 
to talk to them and they were at a resort, Disney resort, and they asked what time the castle was going to come around. <laughs> and like, like a mean green or like <laughs> somebody had told this poor lady that the castle was movable and went to like visit the resorts. No. And what's your favorite Disney character? The castle. The castle. <laughs> no, cue the picture of me in my costume as a kid. <laughs> Shanira was Cinderella's castle for yeah. Halloween and one I was year. Like, I think I was four or five. I think I was five. Yeah, I was <laughs> the was... castle. Oh, Cinderella's castle. Yeah, I was the castle. Cinderella's castle. Oh, you mean Cinderella? No, the no. whole ass the castle, castle <laughs> with the drawbridge. It was sparkly. <laughs> My mom made it. It's amazing. It snowed that year for Christmas. So ten out of ten. Had every awesome. every trick or treating stop. I had to get out of the car, put the castle on, trick or treat, take the castle off, oh. get back in the car for every house. Oh. We should build ourselves life size castles of our favorite princesses. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care where. I mean, looking around, I'm like, you I don't said life size right castle, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Life size castle. Someone comes in. My brain was like, kids? No, no. <laughs> no. You mean Just, like a Fisher Price? Like, no. I mean, there's like, bed in one. I mean, like big enough for me to like hide in when yeah. I need to not be yeah, around like a little panic room. My, like yeah. my brain literally went to. We need to build actual castles. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal: in. we're gonna buy a plot of land. Anyone we'll just make who them wants tiny a castle. That's just make that tiny homes. so cute. We little tiny home castles. Tiny I know we've talked about the tiny homes, but a little one. It, there's a there's a big lake in the middle with like a moat we do fireworks and a on the weekends. Each one. Yes, <laughs> and we have the floating. Um, what is the the it's parade a lazy on the lake? River. It's a lazy river. Also, yes. you can like float around. No, but it. the parade on the lake with the lighted yeah. floats um, at night. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, what's yeah, it called? it's. I don't remember, but it's so good. Anyway, oh, we have that crazy. at night yeah. <laughs> in our little mini version. Anyone want to join it. our uh, commune? Yes. <laughs> it's a princess commune. Yes, absolutely. I've been trying to do that for years. Literally, honestly. I've been trying to convince people to do um, this for years. We have a little Cinderella pumpkin patch. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And a big ass library. Bell's big ass library. And then we've got like Ariel's grotto and the yes. pool area. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to have. Oh. All right, people, we're making this happen. Yeah. Let's go. Done. We're quitting this podcast. The electrical and going to make our dream water Disney pageant. Yes. The electrical oh, yeah. water pageant. That's what I was thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I guess my favorite Disney conspiracy that I actually believe is true um, and can't tell me otherwise is that the dolls in It's a Small World are alive or have some kind of thing possessing them. I, every time I think about it, I get chills. I don't ride that ride at either park for that reason. I can't, I can't get it out of my head. The fact that they don't stop moving after the like ride shuts down and the fact that their hair grows and they have to cut it. I just, 
there's just something about those creepy little dolls that I cannot get If you're over. afraid of dolls like you're afraid of birds, don't yeah, go also, on yeah, into small world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Birds and dolls and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new t-shirt. We're just yeah. going to make it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think if there were dolls that are haunted like in all of Disney – it would be. I have small like literal goose. I didn't know just, until you told us that they're hair they're absolutely like, not any of the animatronics at Haunted Mansion. Nope. No. Just no. the ones that well, it's those a small are friendly world. ghosts. Those are happy ghosts. Yeah, happy you know what haunts. I mean? Haunt, like only happy haunts are at Haunted Mansion. Like I'm I'm sure there's ghosts there. Oh, and, there's like, 100% I ghosts. I love, ghost love the ghost stories. Uh, that's what we if need. We need. If you're a cast member and you have a ghost story for any of the rides or attractions that you may not us, please, please, please DM us because I want all of them. We're going to make an entire episode. That's what I was just about to say yes yes <laughs> yes we'll make an entire spooky episode about yeah write into us we will tell your stories they can be anonymous anonymous or not please 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 give me all of the billy stories give me all of the old man and the little kid at haunted mansion i want them please yeah the only type of ghost though that would like haunt or like demon or spirit small world like they're not doing it for good like for fun reasons oh no, no one absolutely and, not no they're literally they are literally exist in small world indefinitely they're recruiting <laughs> to film more like that's cass's actual hell <laughs> yes oh yeah no it's a small world you know when zazu starts singing it's a small world and scar <laughs> scar freaks out that's me that's me, like triggered so hard. Um, but yes, their hair supposedly, I think it's an excuse. I think people started noticing their hair supposedly is made of a specific fiber that when it gets wet and because it's such a hot, humid ride, it starts to get damaged and like lengthen. And so they have to go in and, um, Cut it. By that logic, wouldn't don't the like figures on three cabs have hair as well? I swear there are ones on the three little. cabs that do. There's uh, definitely people. Are there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. What is I on the Grand Fiesta tour, but I yeah. also feel like they probably moved those from. It's probably a, small a repurposed small world. Yeah. So yes, um, that is my thing. It also doesn't help that Small World plays a big role in the um the book series kingdom keys the kingdom keys kingdom keepers pretty sure it's kingdom keepers um yes it's the kingdom keepers series by ridley Pearson. Um, I have not personally read them. I have known a lot of people who have read them. They are amazing. From everything that I've heard, I want to get them on an audiobook so I can listen to them at work. But Kingdom Kingdom Keeper Kingdom Keepers by Ridley Pearson. It's a really cool Disney themed book series that kind of deals with like darker side of Disney stuff. So highly, highly recommended. Um, but yes, creepy, creepy things aside. 
Yeah. That's my favorite conspiracy. There's also a really cool uh, R No Sleep story about somebody who was a who cut the hair mm, absolutely not i don't want to be a hairdresser um, for it's a small world yeah who cut the hair it was Good. i i want to read it and maybe i'll do like a little bonus episode where i read it and try out like my my reading skills and put it up on like patreon or something so yes uh send us all of your disney conspiracy disney rumors and uh ghost stories pretty please Honestly, send us anything you want. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let us know. I mean, within reason yeah. and keep it Disney, please. Um, that was probably not the yeah. right thing to Don't. say. Um, yeah, because you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, BRB doing Disney. The link in bio on all of those has all of our individual Instagrams, um, TikToks, everything. We could not do this without you. And Yeah. We're we're just gonna be here sharing our favorite or least favorite or not favorite mm-hmm. or whatever stories we yep. can. So send us all the ghost stories, send us all the conspiracies, all of those things. Send us the answer to these questions that we asked. Um, because we want to hear from you guys too. Yeah, absolutely. We want to discuss it. Also, the link in bio link will be in the show description. I will make sure to put that in there as well. So you can find it and find us on all of the things. Um, aside from that, our next episode, because now we know what it is and we're (laughs) recording this, uh, is going to be all about Disney bounding, Disney cosplay, Disney costuming, uh, Mickey's not so scary, bounding in the parks, all of that stuff. So, uh, make sure that you listen to that. That will be out next week as we're recording this. We're probably going to be, be releasing midweek most of the time unless there's better time for you guys to listen probably in the tuesday to thursday range until we figure out what works best for us but until then you are the magic and we are brb doing disney again i am cass i'm shanira and i'm megan see See you you real soon. soon Real soon. That did not work. No, we can say. I like gave you like a real. I gave you guys like a real. I was like, all right. We could just count it down. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. That's a wrap. Again, that's a wrap. We did it again. We did it. Hooray. BRB Doing Disney is an original podcast produced by the hosts. Additional support provided by our friends and family who we love very much. We're so grateful for you guys. Original logo created by JG Designs. Intro and outro song called Winner by Max KO Music was remixed by myself for the purpose of this podcast. BRB doing Disney is not affiliated with Disney or its IPs and the opinions expressed herein do not reflect that of the company or its employees.